Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor still is gripped to the rock of Holy Scripture. It's good to welcome you today. I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving, were able to spend some quality time with your family and friends, and you were able to celebrate God's goodness to you and His faithfulness and all He does. Isn't it a marvelous thing that we can have that confidence and that assurance that we have a Heavenly Father who's going to take care of us and supply all our need? I know I had opportunity on Thanksgiving to just be able to spend some uh, time alone with the Lord, uh, my wife being away, but I had the opportunity to be able to spend time meditating on Him and uh, thanking Him for all of His goodness and His generosity toward me, all of His workings and benefits that He's done for me. I am undeserving of the smallest of His mercies, but He has been so faithful. Hope that that was your sense as well, and not just on Thanksgiving, but on every day. I think cultivating that attitude of gratefulness and that spirit of gratitude towards the Lord is what will prevent us from being uh, sour, fault-finding, cynical people that oftentimes you run into in life. So I'm so thankful to the Lord. And in light of that, I had opportunity to meditate on Thanksgiving Day, what I wanted to share with you today. And uh, it's a brief devotional, I, just some devotional thoughts from First John chapter 3, which was in my personal Bible reading schedule for the day. And I began to read that verse, and it really was a great reminder for me of God's goodness towards me. The Bible says this, 1 John 3 and verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And then it goes on in verse 2, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. What a wonderful thought is contained in that passage. The Apostle John does something interesting here. He says, behold what manner of love, in verse 1. Literally, see what kind of love. Well, entire volumes could be written on this subject and the next two verses as well without really exhausting the staggering subject that's contained in them, and that is the love of God to man, to humanity. The apostle here, literally, though evidently filled with God and, and walking with the Lord as his apostle, uh, as a disciple whom Jesus loved, he was evidently walking in obedience to the Lord. And it's interesting that in this verse, when he says, behold, what manner of love, he doesn't attempt to describe it. He actually literally calls on you as the reader to uh, and on the world itself, actually, and of course on the church, to look at it, to see it, to behold it, to contemplate it, to really be wonder in wonder at the love of God to humanity. He says, what manner of love, what great love, with both quantity and quality, those are ideas that are included in the original term that's used here, the length, the breadth, the depth, the height. He doesn't attempt to describe that. He just calls on the reader to take a moment and to dwell on that staggering subject of God's love 
to mankind, to humanity. Uh, if you dwell on that very long, it'll fill your heart with such thankfulness because of God's concern and God's care for those who are his own. And the Bible goes on to say, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. Um, what manner of love the Father has bestowed. Now you think about that for a moment. Uh, all that it's ra- all that's wrapped up in that term is a reminder that we have no claim, we have no merit that we should be called a son of God. The sons of God who were before children of the evil one, those that lived by their flesh, that are earthly, that's where we all were. We all lived according to our own uh, base desires and appetites. We lived by those animal concerns that you see all around us in the world today where people literally are acting like animals because they have been broken away. Uh, They have been distant from the presence of God and of His guidelines in life. Therefore, the love which brought us from a depth of misery, of, of degradingness, has to be even more extraordinary and impressive to us. I hope it is to you today. The Father bestowed His love, not because there was anything in us that would cause Him to do that, but simply because of His own character, being one of compassion and love. He looked on my concern, He looked on my state, He looked on my existence, and out of the depth of His pity, He condescended in the form of Jesus Christ and paid sin's penalty, so that And this is a reflection and an echo of John chapter 1, verse 12, the Gospel of John, which says that if we put as many as received him, received Christ, to them gives he the power or the authority to become the sons of God. I can't comprehend that. I really can't. To take somebody like myself, who is broken, who has no merit, who has no moral standing, and for God to take me and to save me and to adopt me into his family is something that just blows my mind. As a matter of fact, the Father has bestowed that on all who would come to him. And as a result of that, verse 1 goes on to say, Therefore uh, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. In other words, in John's day, the Jews and all who did not know God in his circumstance, are really looking for what they can get out of this life. The world lives for this existence. They live for what the uh, Satan will offer them to betray the love of God in Christ. Uh, the world does not acknowledge, respect, love, or approve of us. But in reality, we know that intuitively when we come to Christ, because Jesus said, "The world, because the world hates him, he will hate, they, the world will hate his followers. And we have confidence, though, in knowing that this world is not what we're living for. The world knew well enough that there were such persons whom God loves and God has saved, but they do not approve of them. And so uh, Jews did not acknowledge Jesus. They neither approve of him, his doctrine, nor his manner of life. 
And today, it's not just a Jewish thing. Even the Gentiles today reject Christ by and large because uh, they do not love the Son who is a representative and shows the Father. But today we have this thought, behold, what manner of love. You know, if God approves of you and has adopted you into his family, it doesn't matter who is disproving, um, who is unapproving. You may have family today, and you may have been rubbed shoulders with them recently, and you are reminded of their antagonism and hostility towards your relationship with God. Please remember, God didn't save you so that you would uh, give satisfaction or get or get your approval from friends and family and coworkers. Because frankly, if you walk with God, that that'll take care of itself. The fact of the matter is, God saved you so that you might be approved of Him, that you would glorify Him, that you would live for His existence. Stop living for your family members. Stop living for their approval. You're never going to satisfy everybody. All you need to do is live for Christ and behold what manner of love the Father has given. May the Lord bless you today as you think on that. Don't forget that as a child of God, He obligates Himself to take care of you. And what more could a broken human being ask for than to know the love of Christ, the love of God in Christ Jesus our Savior. Walk with God and love Him more today.